0: Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with the trip to Strange Brew Coffee House. Swing through the drive-thru on your way to work, on your way to class, and get your day started with that little boost that you can only get at Strange Brew, not only from the drink, but from the smile of the person handing it to you. Great people and great drinks every time at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to shop for MSU merchandise, the largest and best selection of MSU merchandise in Central Mississippi. When you come to Starkville on game day, you're a busy person. You want to get to the restaurant. You want to get to the game, the tailgate, wherever it is you want to go. What you don't want to do is stand in line. So make sure you've made your purchases for MSU merchandise before you get to Starkville. Head over to College Corner, two locations in the Jackson area to serve you or shop online at collegecornerstore.com for everything you need for yourself, your car, your tailgate, and your home. Humble Taco wants to see you next weekend when you're up. Or, I mean, not next weekend. You know, that's that's a bye week. But, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Next time you're in Starkville, make sure Humble Taco is on your, your to-do list. Such a unique place. Someplace you've ne- with stuff you've never seen before. Uh, not only on a Mexican restaurant's menu, but any menu anywhere. They've got something for everybody. The weather outside is fantastic, which means the patio is a great place to be. Grab a handcrafted margarita or an ice cold beer from their local beer list. Grab some chips and sauce or chips and queso and eat up on some fantastic tacos, the likes of which you've never had before. Humble Taco is Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant over there on University Drive. Well, Robbie Falk, I know that you spoke today with Mike Leach at his weekly press conference, and I am positive there is plenty to talk about that you learned quite a bit today from Mike Leach. Go ahead, let's lay out the first things that he broke down for you guys in detail at his press conference.
1: I can't make a cricket sound with my mouth.
0: (laughs) I'd be pretty impressed if
1: you could. (laughs) Uh, I learned nothing. I learned absolutely nothing. He didn't even talk about ham and turkey this week. Okay. Okay. Did, no, I mean, no, no, no funny little quips or anything this week. It's gotten to the point where it's, it's 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 quite obvious that he doesn't want to talk to us. He doesn't want to answer our questions. Yeah, and you know we're getting. I mean, you can go look at the Q and A that that Mike Nemeth put up on our website. It's two word answers. We're just not learning anything, and it and that's fine. That, that's perfectly fine. He he's controlling the program. Uh, how he wants to control it, you know but we're not going to learn anything we're not going to get any uh updates on injuries we're not going to get much of anything in the form of why did you do this why why are you doing this there's he's just he doesn't feel like he has to answer to us, and that's fine that's perfectly fine but i I just don't learn anything i don't he He talked a little bit about i asked him about texas a and m s defense he gave me about two uh, sentences on that and you know just not a whole lot we, we didn't we learned a little bit about what he thought about the uh the offensive line he thought they were playing better and that's about it do you think for fans it's
0: frustrating when you know when, when Mike when you're winning and you got Mike Leach up at the podium and he's just he's you know holding court it's great but when you're losing and you want your coach to show that you know that same frustration that you as a fan feel I get that that, that that's an issue you know Mike Leach is a smart guy. He, 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 he knows how fans react. And I guess maybe, you know, when you, he feels confident in his process and he's not worried about the fans long-term because he knows he's, he thinks he's going to turn it around. But do you feel the frustration of, of the fans when, when, when he was not up there showing, you know, and I'm not saying he's got to pe- bang on the podium and, you know, act like Nick Saban when he's playing Mercer, but a little, you know, you know gosh, guys, you know, we, we could be
1: playing a lot better. W- wouldn't be too much to ask would it no it wouldn't but it's, we're just not going to see it i don't think uh i mean uh that's just uh, in the past he has operated like that sometimes but he's one of those guys that he just kind of wants to do his thing and and keep everything in- internal and in some ways i can respect that i mean there's there's a lot of things that that fans need to hear and there's a lot of things that they don't have to hear There, you know he gets paid to, to control this program. It's his job to do things how he sees fit and win ball games. As long as he's winning ball games, I think fans are going to be okay with that. Uh, but you're not going to see Mike Leach be a big rah rah guy, especially at this stage in his career. I just don't think it's going to happen. He's going he's he's going to be, uh, you know, a pretty controlled personality for the most part. I mean, win or lose, we saw it last year with LSU. How exciting that ball game was! And he was kind of even keel on that, um, so that's just what you're going to get from, from Mike Leach, uh, day in and day out. But like I said, I mean, at the end of the day, he's he's going to have to answer to somebody if he's if if he's losing ball games. Um, so that's that's what you know. That that's the bottom line on that. But uh, as far as these press conferences are concerned, I just don't think we're going to learn just a ton from them as long as he's here. You get to talk to the players, you know, after the game. You know, what's their level of, of
0: frustration after these past couple of games?
1: I've been actually pretty surprised, and it's it's been this way since last year too. Uh, they've been pretty, you know, th- they've been pretty even keeled, like like Mike Leach. They've handled, they've really handled it a lot like Leach. So I guess they're kind of taking the same personality as their coach right now. there, there hasn't been finger pointing. You know, and I guess a lot of that has to do with the guys they're bringing. You know, when you bring Austin Williams and uh, Jet Johnson and guys like that, you're going to get a lot of coach-speak answers and things. But, you no, know, I did ask, um, you know, how, how they felt things were going. I, I asked Austin Williams basically what their what their mindset is right now. And, and last year asked them the same thing. And, and they kind of keep their head, you know, forward, keep looking straight ahead and – just trying to improve day-to-day. Uh, and that's is, is the that speak answer. But.
0: Is that something you think trickles down from Leach?
1: Yes, because they, they do mention a lot of what he says in the locker room. And, you know, as Coach Leach said, as Coach Arnett said. So, I, I think that's a good thing, too, if you think about it. You don't have, you know, the players aren't controlling the program like like it was, I felt, like last the last coaching staff. So, you feel like – Leach is making his impact there. I mean, everybody knows who the boss is. So um, from that standpoint, this group seems to be pretty level-headed, and that's a good thing. When you're having times like this, when you lose back-to-back ball games, you don't really dwell on that. I, th- I think that this team is going to be able to push through that because last year's team was able to do that, and they were in an infinitely worse situation. When you when you look at this team mentally, it, it does feel like
0: they're, they 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 have the right mindset. You know they've come back in three of their four games this year. Uh, In the one game they didn't need to come back, they played basically an error-free football game. So, you know, mentally, I like where this team is at at two and two. How will we feel about them if they're at two and three,
1: and that likely turns into two and four when you play Alabama? Uh, You're just looking for light at the end of the tunnel at that point, which, you know, on paper it would be. The week after alabama but you I, you know i don't say this is a must win because i i just think you need to just be getting better at this point uh if you're mississippi state you need to just continue to show improvement and you have two tough games coming up you're going to texas a&m which it's, it's tough to to come out and say you have to go to texas a&m and win a ball game that's a right. tough place to play and same thing with alabama but i you know at some point, you got to say you got to stop this bleeding with the losses. You're going to have to win some ball games. It's okay to improve and to have these these numbers. Which I will say one thing that um, that that I thought I did kind of glean from Leach was he's not he's not going to take any kind of solace in the fact that they're putting up good numbers. He he mentioned today that they they probably have the best time in possession in the country. And he basically doesn't celebrate that at all. He, he, in fact, he, he thinks that it's completely useless. So these numbers are great. Will Rogers is going to be the all-time winning passer in Mississippi State in history in a single season. And it, it really doesn't matter if you're not winning ballgames.
0: Time of possession used to be a uh, a stat that you could almost tell who was going to be the national champion based on who led the country in it. And now it, Leach is correct. It, it by large is a a meaningless stat, and it's a stat that you know just because you control the clock, it doesn't make a difference if you're not getting into the end zone. And that's what Mississippi State's doing. They're putting together long drives. They are controlling the clock. They're moving the chains, but when it comes to the you know the point where you've got to push the ball into the end zone, that they're coming up short there. So uh, we'll see if that changes this weekend. You talk about the schedule, you know, these coming weeks for Mississippi State. It's never easy in the SEC, and we've all we talked a little bit about it yesterday. But the 2022 schedule now out uh, for Mississippi State and for the entire conference. Real question, real quick question. And and Michael Borky brought this up, and you know, I know, I know, we don't like to give him a ton of credit, but why is this done in the middle of football season? Why is this not a, you know, hey, let's release this in. February or March, when nothing's going on,
1: kind of thing. I don't know. Great, that's dynamic
0: I mean, I, insight there. I appreciate. <laughs> it.
1: So, I mean, my brain is numb from from these press conferences. I, I'm not. I don't. I, I don't have any answers for you, Brian. I hear you. I hear you. Let's look at I the mean, schedule. It, 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 Go ahead. You, I mean, I, I mean, you tell you tell me. Why, why do you think it's not done? It's, it, you know, for
0: a conference that has that's really good about its branding and marketing, this is just a misstep. I mean, there's no way around it. This is something that should be you know when there is no football. We can't be looking at the 2022 schedule in week three of 2021.
1: You know what I get annoyed by? The fact that we have to sit there and watch a reveal for 30 minutes or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Why, why are we – and why then do we have to sit there? I mean, you see, it's an email. Right yes. afterwards, I mean, you see people tweeting: Mississippi State will play Memphis first. Yeah, and then you got to wait. And then Ten minutes later, Mississippi State will play. You know, Arkansas State. Like, yeah. Okay, why are we sitting here wasting our time? I didn't. I didn't say anything. I just waited for the thing to be released. Yeah, I, mean, I, just, I, I, I don't. Monumental I don't waste of time. So. Monumental waste of time. Well, we'll just
0: reveal the whole schedule right here uh, for state first game of the season on September the third. Uh, Memphis will come to town. Uh, Got to think that will be a game. Somebody let let Joe Lee Dunn know he needs to circle it on his calendar. That's going to be a big game for Mississippi State. Then they will have back-to-back road games and back-to-back Power 5 opponents. Uh, They will travel for the first time, to my knowledge, uh, out to Tucson to take on the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, Arizona currently, if you keep up with college football, not very good right now, but that is a road game against a Power 5 opponent. And then they'll head down to Tiger Stadium on a very early uh, Week Three game against the LSU Tigers. Uh, they'll finish out the month at home against Bowling Green, who just beat Minnesota uh, last week. October is a very, uh, very tough month for Mississippi State. Two road games, two home games. At home against Texas A&M, then on the and then at I'm sorry, uh, at home against Arkansas, and then back to back road games at Kentucky and at Alabama before the bye week on Halloween weekend. So if you're a Bulldog uh, parent and you're always worried about, you know, having to go trick-or-treating while the game is on, no worries this year for you as a Mississippi State fan. You can take In 2022, you can just take the kids out and not have to worry about it. Very good. Um, and then we finish up in November with Auburn at home, Georgia at home, East Tennessee State at home, and then, of course, Thanksgiving night uh, at Ole Miss. Glad to see that game is already scheduled for Thanksgiving. I know the past few years it's been one of those the original schedule has it on Saturday and then it gets moved uh, kind of deals. But, yeah, that game in Oxford will be played on Thanksgiving Day. That's a tough slate, man. There's just no getting around that. Memphis is a quality group of five team. You're going, to, you're going on the road to a power five opponent non-conference. Again, it just doesn't really matter who it is. That's, that's going to be tough. You know, your you're, you're toss-up games, you at least get them at home. But one of them is Georgia. That's not a toss-up game at all. And then you got to go to LSU, who is going to be a power at that point with Lane Kiffin uh, at Alabama. And of course, you're just you're, you're just gonna you're just gonna talk this Lane Kiffin thing into, into existence. existence. That's what I'm gonna do. And then Might you know well. the old anytime you play in Oxford, it's gonna be tough. It's a tough schedule. You know, as I sit here right now, and I said this uh, yesterday. Mississippi State is likely an underdog in all eight conference games there.
1: What's crazy is this is you gotta think this is going to be a good team too. You got Will Rogers in year three, Jaden Wally in year three, you got pretty much your entire receiving core back unless Malik Heath leaves and Jameer Calvin. Wally and, and Johnson, you got all those defensive guys back. Uh Jordan Davis is is going to be back at defensive end. And you got that kind of schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's tough, man. That's tough. I mean, you're you're staring six and six, maybe seven and five, down, mm-hmm. and I mean, I don't know what you can do. I mean, you can't blame Mike Leach, I don't think. I mean, you can't you can't say that things aren't moving in the right direction. It's just a brutal schedule, and that's no. it seems to happen every other year for Mississippi State. This kind of schedule kind of comes around on them, and they just there's not really a whole lot you can do about it. Well, you you know
0: you, you, you now you're talking about you've played Georgia. Uh, more than any, uh, you know, uh, not counting Alabama because they play them in the in the conference championship game, but other than Auburn, you've played Georgia more in the past what five years than anybody else has in the West. You played them in seventeen. You had them last year in twenty. You're going to have them again in twenty-two. That's tough. I mean, that's the best program in the East year in year out. Um, Kentucky always very good, and you've lost the last two games on the road there. Obviously, Alabama wherever you play them, you're going to be the underdog. You're going to be the underdog at LSU, Ole Miss. I mean, we we'll just have to wait and see what Ole Miss is at that point. You know, Corral will be gone, but you know, who who do they bring in? Um, and then you know, Auburn. I don't know what to make. I mean, it's way too early to tell about Auburn, Texas A and M, Arkansas. But I feel like Arkansas is a program that's that's building, so they should still be good. It's just going to be tough. There's there's no way around that. It's always tough in the SEC, but this one maybe a little bit uh, a little bit more heat. Uh, than normal, we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll find out in 2022 when we get there. Looking forward yeah, and, to the media poll.
1: And sometimes it's not as you know, it's not as bad as you think originally. I mean, uh, there there's times where you look at. I mean, Texas A&M, for instance, we marked that down as an absolute loss for Mississippi yeah. State. They're two and two right now, but I still feel like Mississippi State can win that ball game against. Yeah texas a well, and well and that's back to
0: even 14 and you, you look at the schedule when it comes out preseason you're like oh gosh they play lsu AM, and auburn back to back to back
1: yeah and they won all
0: three games so yeah you never know until you get there but you know as we sit here and look at it a year out it's it's, it's going to be a, a hard road to hoe for uh for mike leach and company all right let's move on into our sec picks for this week that's brought to you by our good friends over at welcome home beef don't forget Wherever you live, welcome home beef is probably nearby, especially up here in North Mississippi, in the Corinth area, uh, in Tupelo, and of course, uh, up in the, uh, the DeSoto County area. Anything you're looking for from welcome home beef should be on the grocery store shelves up there. If it's not on your local grocery store shelves, let them know. Let them know you want this great Mississippi product to be sold. Call welcome home beef to find out what you can do to get these products into your local markets. That number is 662 268 8148. Welcome home beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is always the place you want to come when you are in Starkville. Every weekend you go by Two Brothers, there's a line out into the road, and there's a reason for that. It's not because the, uh, of the – I mean, it's a nice place and all, but it's not because of that. It's because of the food and the people inside. It's a great place. It's unique to Starkville, and it's one of the best places to eat in the SEC. If you haven't made a trip to Two Brothers recently, you've been missing out make sure they're on the docket for you next time you are in the golden triangle. Advantage business systems is going to take care of your business with a very simple two-pronged plan. They have an incredible selection of products and services, everything a business would need from a technological standpoint, they've got it. And they back every sale they make up with incredible customer service, the kind you would expect if you were doing business with your next door neighbor. And that's what advantage business systems is. They are your next door neighbor. They are a Mississippi business first and foremost, and have been for 46 years. Call them today. Find out how they can help you. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. All right. Robbie is now two games down, and this is an incredible slate of games this weekend. Robbie, every game is worth talking about, so let's just jump right into it, 11 a.m. kick with one of the best games of the, uh, the weekend, a top-10 matchup, and who would have ever thought that? College game day in Athens, Georgia. Arkansas is at Georgia. You know the Ole Miss fans are, are, are fuming. They thought they had game day locked up, but then Sam Pittman beats Texas A&M, and so the crew goes to Athens. This is going to be, in my opinion, a very old-school, physical football game. Uh, the two teams are going to beat each other up. Uh, And then I don't know who they play next. I I do know Ole Miss plays Arkansas next week. Arkansas is going to be beat up after this game. I don't know who Georgia plays, but they're going to be beat up as well. Uh, I I really am interested to see uh, the the, the, the injuries after this one. I think there's going to be some guys missing some games after it. I'm going to take Georgia to win. I think Georgia could probably win pretty comfortably, but Arkansas is going to make them know that they were in a football game.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I've been, I have not been as high on Arkansas. That's been well documented. Um, I voted them inside the top 15 this week with my AP poll. I'm not quite ready to put them in the top 10. Um, I think they're going to put up a fight in this ball game, but I just think they're not there from a talent perspective yet, not, not to the point where they can compete with Georgia. I may, I may be completely off with of this, but I, I just think Georgia's going to be way too talented in this ball game. And at the end of the ball game, that's kind of going to be what's the difference. I think Arkansas is going to be able to be physical with them on both sides of the ball. But I just I, – I think that Georgia's going to have the dudes that can stay with, with the Arkansas skill guys, and they're going to get to KJ Jefferson too uh, and, and force him into some mistakes. So I'm, I'm going to go with Georgia as well. All right. Uh, also, uh, in the morning time – not as much uh, luster on it, but Tennessee
0: will travel to Missouri. Missouri looking to bounce back after that overtime loss to Boston College. Uh, Tennessee looking to bounce back after, you know, just getting uh, handled by Florida for, I think, the uh, eighth or ninth time in a row. I, I think Tennessee has the, 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 the talent to sn- get up and maybe snatch an upset this year. They, got, they, got, they can get one. I don't think this one's it, though. I just, I just don't, I'm not feeling
1: it for some odd reason, so I'm going to go with Missouri. Yeah, I mean, who is going to watch this game outside of uh, Missouri and Tennessee fans? I mean, does anyone care? That's the big question. I'm going to go with Missouri as well, just because I don't. I think Tennessee's uh, not very good. I think Missouri's not very good either, but they're not nearly as bad. All right.
0: Uh, let's see here. Next game up. Well, it's the big one. Uh 230 kickoff in Tuscaloosa. Number one Alabama. Number twelve Ole Miss.
1: Uh, you're going first. I I'm I, I'm legitimately torn. I can't believe this is a twenty point spread. I, I might be completely. Depends shocked where you look. There are somewhere it's fourteen. Still. I we've think- seen old oh, we've seen Ole Miss beat really good Alabama teams. And I think this Bama team has the potential to be really good, but they've also shown to be a little shaky so far. I went to Florida and blew a lead and almost lost that ball game against Dan Mullen, who has traditionally really struggled against Nick Saban. I mean, this game should scare you to death if you're Alabama. Ole Miss has some guys on offense that are going to be able to move the ball up and down the field. I think their defense is better, so I think they they can get some stops here and there. This is a scary game. I'm gonna go with Bama just because they're playing at home. And I don't think that I think that they're the more complete team. I think they're going to be able to score and they're gonna be able to get a couple of stops. And I think that's gonna be the difference. But I I'm not ready to say this is gonna be a twenty point game or even a two touchdown game. I think Ole Miss will stay in this ball game. We'll just see how it goes. But I'm gonna go with Bama for right now.
0: Last year with the worst defense in maybe the history of college football, Ole Miss lost by 15. I think yeah. it's going to be a and very scored
1: game. And scored like
0: 60 points or something? It was 63-48 was the final. It okay. 48 points. So, I think Ole Miss can stay in this game and fight.
1: Here's, here's, here's
0: my issue. I don't want to come back at the end of this and say I lost to you because I picked against Alabama.
1: So I'm Come go on, Chris. do it, you coward. Nah, I can't. I can't bring myself to do it. am going to go with the Crimson Tide. Oh, uh, you're going to do these safe picks the rest of the college football season just maybe so you not, can maybe get Maybe not steak. all safe, but, but this one, I, I, I just don't want to be the guy who's like,
0: you know, yeah, you idiot, you, bit, you picked against Alabama, you deserve to lose. It's one thing if, you know, you miss a game because Vanderbilt upset somebody. But picking against and, Alabama, it's ass. And on top of that, you would have picked Ole Miss. Yeah, that's, that's the other so, thing, too, yeah. That's a double whammy. All right. Interesting non-conference game here. Troy and South Carolina. Now, Troy is coming off a really bad loss. They lost to, uh, to ULM on, on, on Saturday. But well, South Carolina, they're not very good either. I'll go with the Gamecocks, but, man, this just, feels like,
1: this just sort of feels like the kind of game where something weird could happen. South Carolina's offense is not good. Their yeah. defense is solid. They have some guys on defense, and they were able to stay in that ballgame against Kentucky. But gosh, that was such a tough game to watch. I mean, it was just like nobody really wanted to win that ballgame.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm going to go with South Carolina's at home against the Troy team. They should be more talented then. So let's go with South Carolina on that All one. All
0: right. Uh, getting into the evening time on ESPN, number 10, Florida travels to Kentucky. Uh, both teams, you know, look. This is basically the battle for second place uh, in the East. I think that Kentucky is fool's gold. Yes, I, I feel like that. I said yesterday on the podcast that State is a good bad team. Kentucky is a bad good team. They're probably going to go eight are, and four this year. But are they, are they twenty? Are they twenty twelve Mississippi State? That I, I thought about that on the way in. Good call, Robbie. They remind me of some of Mullen's teams, like twenty ten. And 2012 Mississippi State that you know they won eight games, but who did they beat? This year yeah. they've already won their four games against a bunch of you know they haven't played anybody. They still got Louisville at the end of the year. They'll beat them. They'll beat Vandy. They'll beat Tennessee. And then you know will they beat Mississippi State or LSU? It's possible. Both those teams aren't very good, but they're not going to beat Florida or Georgia or, or, or anybody like that. So I, I think Florida wins this game. I think that Florida wins it pretty comfortably.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I I think that Kentucky can stay in this ball game. They're going to have a capacity crowd. The defense is hit or miss. The offense is hit or miss. The offense has been bad the last two weeks, and I just think they're going to be it's it's going to be tough to um, you know, overcompensate for some of their issues that they're having. So I, I yeah, I'm going to go with Florida here. Although, Dan Mullen has already lost to this. Kentucky program since he's yeah. been at Florida and ended a long losing streak. So, he did. And, but that and was Kentucky's his, that was played them. Year, well, I Kentucky's think. still – they've played them pretty tough. They have. Um, but, I, you know, I, I agree with you. This, this is – this Kentucky team's pretenders, not contenders. Yeah. Six thirty kickoff,
0: a game that should be forced to be watched in prisons. They should force prisoners – to sit down and watch this game start to finish. And if we were really wanted to punish them, we'd make them write a report on what happened after the, the game because I want to make sure they paid attention. UConn travels to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt. Ugh. You want to know how bad this UConn is? is? Do you want to know? Vanderbilt is a two-touchdown favorite in this game. How? how? They How is lost, that possible? Vandy lost 62 to nothing last week to Georgia in a game that they didn't even have 100 yards of total offense. <laughs> Georgia had more touchdowns than Vanderbilt had first downs in that game.
1: And now they're a two know,
0: touchdown favorite over somebody.
1: You know, somebody said that that should be a punishment for whoever loses this contest. Somebody tweeted at me uh, today that it, if whoever loses this contest should be forced to watch this game replayed. I would rather take a straight boot
0: from Brandon Ruiz to my groin <laughs> than watch this game. I would let I would let oh him flip the uprights literally than than watch this football game. Vanderbilt yeah. will win, sure.
1: Yeah, we're we're going to go with sad husky on this. All right. The, we're going with Vanderbilt. Auburn
0: travels to LSU in a game that suddenly has a very interesting storyline as it looks like T.J. Finley has taken over the starting job there, uh, and he will return to LSU from whence he came uh, via the transfer portal. I believe I'm still correct in this. Auburn has not beaten LSU at LSU since our friend Cole Kublick was playing for the Tigers back in 1999, the famous cigar game uh, at Tiger Stadium. This is too crash it's teams. been that it's been that long. I believe that is correct that, that Auburn has not won at Tiger Stadium. Wow, that's longer than state's drought that they had before 14. So state won in 14 and the last time they had won before that in Tiger Stadium was 91. So yeah you're getting close to the same numbers there for sure. Um, neither one of these teams are really good. I, I, I'm going to pick LSU. I, th- I think LSU wins at home. I just I, I I don't have a lot of faith. Auburn fired an assistant coach this week. I mean I don't get that at all. How I mean, unless something was going on beyond you know, off the field, you can't fire a coach four weeks into the season for something that's happening on the field. That's just incredible.
1: So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take LSU to win. This feels like Les Miles 2.0. Yeah, Ed Ordrin is going to turn it around to the point where they win eight, nine games this year. They're going to keep him next year. He's going to be bad at the first part of next season. They're going to have to fire him in the middle of the season. This is what – that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. He's going to do just enough, get enough people behind him. He, he'll rally and, and beat somebody he's not supposed to. And people are going to – are going to want him to stay in that position, and then they'll fire him next year anyway. Yeah. Um. So – and I think – I think they're going to win this ball game too. There's uh, Auburn is, you know, I, I caught it in the first couple of weeks. Auburn fans got mad at me when I called out the fact that they were bragging that they beat these two terrible teams. They almost lost, should have lost last week. And um, I, I just don't – they have this quarterback controversy now. I don't think they're that good. And yeah. I think LSU's LSU's going to be able to kind of hem them up a little bit from a running perspective. Um so I, you know, I'm going to take the Tigers of LSU here. All right. So no, no differences for us this week. I, we will stay. That's uh, on you. Me. You're starting to get conservative on me so you can get that free meal.
0: I can't. I can't you can't call picking Alabama conservative. That's come just on, smart like, business. I mean, come on. Let's make right.
1: this interesting.
0: Well, maybe, maybe next week. Let me, let me look ahead to next week. Is there, is there a game I think we could disagree on next week? Next week is a is a sneaky good yeah. slate too. Yes, there are a couple of games next week we could disagree on. So
1: we'll see what happens. All right, guys. That that um, Arkansas Ole Miss game is going to be interesting. So whoa, and <laughs> sneeze. Sorry.
0: Uh, Easy. So you know I'll be in New York that Saturday. If something crazy happens this Saturday and Arkansas wins and Ole Miss wins, I'm telling the wife. Look, you got to find something to do for, with the kids for like three hours. I'm finding a bar, and I'm sitting down, and I'm watching Ole Miss in Arkansas. Because
1: oh, I'm doing that. Any, I would. Do I mean, that I mean if they I'll, were I'll both probably try five. to find a
0: way to do it, but I will make a point of it because that that game is always crazy anyway. So that game is crazy when they both stink. Yeah, what is it going to be like if they're both good? So yeah, I, right. I, I'm down for that. Rumblings time. Get the questions in, Robbie. If you want to fire off the tweet. Uh, we may need to be a little more selective. I don't know. It's yeah, two yeah, hour podcast. I just don't have time. Uh, but we'll get your questions uh, answered tomorrow. Uh, and then uh, we'll continue our progress and uh, previews as we get closer and closer to Mississippi State versus Texas AM. All right, guys, thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning. We certainly appreciate it. For uh, Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>